Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 31. It's now been nine weeks, one day since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings around compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And when we come back from my inspirational moment with Josh Woodward and his beautiful song, I'm Letting Go, I want to give the tips that we've gotten so far from Maureen, our brave companion listener who reached out to us in episode 29 and asked, just how do you deal with emotions under your compulsion? Any ideas for success? And we've gotten a few. After that, new listener and companion, Sue from the UK, left a comment that I want to read part of that triggered me to think about how do we deal with the scale when we have this compulsive mind? But I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a history that never really grows. I'm letting go. I'm letting go. It's a silent wind that never start off this episode by giving you all a big heartfelt thanks for all of the participation so far and for your listening because the podcast is growing. I want to tell you that yesterday at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com I had my biggest day so far. There were 25 visitors and they came from the U.S., U.K., Canada, Australia, got some comments and people were reading the stories. It's really exciting. Now, if you're used to huge, big websites like Amazon.com or Facebook or, or super bloggers, 25 visitors doesn't sound like much. But when I started this, I was lucky if I had one visitor, one person. And usually that one person was my friend Cheryl. Hi, Cheryl. I'm going to shout out to you again and again. Thanks for keeping me encouraged in those lean first couple of days and weeks when I was trying to get my feet on this podcast. But you guys are really coming through. You're coming to CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com and you're talking to me because this communication is really, really important, not only for me, but for each other. And to that point, new listener Maureen who wants to be one of our brave companions. And Maureen, I would classify you as doubly, doubly brave because not only did you reach out, but you came and commented yourself. So I want to tell you some of the tips that Maureen received from other brave companions and her reply. The first one comes from Janet. Hi, Maureen. My best tip is to redirect your thoughts with a form of meditation, Tai Chi or yoga. I also leave the physical place like I move from my living room to my bedroom, if that is the trigger. Then, if I choose to eat, I always remember the choice can be good, best, or better. Try to fall into the better category to protect your health. You're not alone. I struggle with this daily. I just try to have more successful days than not. Blessings. You know... I really like Janet's tip for Maureen because there's a lot of things in that and you can go to day 29 yourself to read it. But I want to point out, if you know some Tai Chi moves or yoga move, if you tell yourself, I can eat those chips or I can eat that ice cream or whatever is getting you, but first I have to do, you know, a, a yoga move like the standing tree. I'm, I'm not sure if I know all the terminology, but you know, or warrior one. And I'm going to hold that for five seconds. That might just give you enough time to have your compulsive mind slow down and you can evaluate what's going on. 
or if not, at least you took a moment to make a decision that yes, I'm going to eat this food right now or I'm going to binge or whatever I'm going to do. You made a decision and every time you make an actual decision, you are beating the compulsive robot aliens because they want you to be mindless and automatic. So for you to make a choice, even if that choice is I'm going to binge today, is better than just going into auto mode and throwing those chips down. And I think any kind of meditation you know, whether it's a meditative word or a yoga pose or Tai Chi pose or even a deep breath to the count of five. Let's try it. Here we go. Well, I discovered I cannot do a deep breath and count to five, but you get my idea. The other thing that I really like is if you decide to eat, you could choose to eat something good best or better. So good might be organic chips that you got from the market rather than the super processed Lay's chips. Best might be I'm going to have some carrots, whereas better would be I'm going to have some carrots with ranch dip, depending on your frame of mind. You know, like all food is really okay, but for your health sake and depending on what you've already eaten that day, you know, that that's really cool. So think of that. I'm going to eat now. I made this decision. Uh, this is what I need to do. But when I eat, do I want it to be good? Do I want it to be best? Or do I want it to be better? So thanks, Janet. And I want to tell you, Maureen, who reached out first by contacting only me, came on to day 29 and replied to Janet. And this is what I love. And this is what Maureen says. Thanks, Janet. I'm trying that today, and it seems to work quite well. I was able to get out for a small walk, and it helped a lot. I even made dinner in a crock pot this morning, healthy style, so there would be no excuse to pick up any junk on the way home. So if we take a look at our dynamic, Maureen reached out to me. I reached out to you. Janet reached out to Maureen, you know, replied back. She answered the call for support, gave her tips to Maureen. That means Maureen is going to feel that support, feel that caring, not feel alone. So she puts into her mind a, a healthy plan to help her in future. And it keeps going around. I'm sure that Maureen will come back and leave support for you. So if you need support, don't be shy. Go ahead and post your request or email me at laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com or use the contact form on the website. Now, I also really liked the tip that we got from Brave Companion Michelle, who when she's trying to come back from a binge, she goes step by step. She keeps adding healthy food items a little bit every day until her blood sugar levels are lower, and then it's easier for her to make better choices. And I find that too. If I've had a real blowout, it helps me to just kind of, once my stomach is feeling a little better, to start adding in those better foods and best foods little at a time so I can feel like I'm, I'm feeding my body nutrition. She also says that she hopes this helps Brave Companion hang in there. We are here for you. And I love that, that Michelle is reaching out to Maureen to give that support. So it's not too late. If you want to reach out to support Maureen, just go post your comment on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com slash day29 or call the podcast hotline at 206-350-6445. Now this is a regular phone call for you guys, so that might cost you money. So don't, if money is a factor for you, like I know 
from the UK or Australia or even from some parts of the, the country, that's going to cost you something. But if you're on a phone plan where you're just going to be spending a few minutes, go ahead and spend your minutes supporting another brave companion. And later on in the show, I'm going to talk about some other ways that you can send me audio feedback. Speaking of audio support, listener Sandy, the, the brave companion that I met at Descanso Gardens and who called our hotline before to share her really good idea about her photo with the squirrel about being kind to yourself, she stepped up to the plate and called again. And I had to kind of laugh because she opens her hotline call with, sorry for being the hotline hog because I know I've called already. Sandy, you could call every day of the week if you want to just like any other brave companion. If you have something on your mind or you have something to say or you have some support, there is nothing that is too much. It doesn't cost me anything. So as we discussed before, it might cost you a few of your phone minutes or it might cost you a little bit of money. But if you've got something on your mind, feel free to call. That's what the podcast Bravery Hotline is for. And I salute you. I think you're very brave because you have called and you called originally when we hadn't met. I realize it's a lot easier in a way to call me now because we have met, right? It's not quite so intimidating. But for the rest of you, you know, you could call even if you don't want it to go onto the program. And the first part of Sandy's call, actually, she shares where she's at. And it's where she's kind of struggling. And she's had some sad news. And she's not feeling very well about her eating choices. So I think it would be wonderful if you all would call or come post on day 31 and support Sandy. Because she's definitely here for, for us and steps up to the plate. So listen to the first part of her phone call. Oh, hey, Lori. This is Sandy, your brave companion. And your second. this is my second time I'm calling your hotline. And I don't mean to be a hotline hog. Um, but since I've done it once and I've gotten a chance to meet you in person, which was so terrific, by the way, um, I just wanted to share where I'm at. I uh, went a little haywire this weekend with eating due to parties and some other events, and I was just really not feeling great about myself. And then last night, got news of another friend who died of pancreatic cancer. Um, so that's the second friend from that cancer, and I have three other friends all my age dealing with chemo and radiation for various cancers. And it really made me think about, you know, how precious life is. And it's a little shocking to be, you know, in your 50s and, and, and start losing friends. Um, so I'm just a little thoughtful about that today and moving forward with my life and my choices. Um, I need to be uh, gentle, <laughs> The last part of her phone call is her tip for Maureen, and I think this is great. Uh, the other thing is I just wanted to say to Maureen that um, it it is very challenging to deal with those feelings. And one of the things that I, I do is I made up a saying, which is anything more than nothing is something. And part of the reason I made that up is because I tend to be uh, all or nothing. I think those of us that deal with any kind of compulsion on any level can be very black and white in our thinking. And so whether it's about exercise or making tr 
changes with food or behavior, I realize that even an incremental change is really something, and it's towards our goal. Um, and so rather than to sabotage ourselves with needing it to be perfect or complete, that just taking a little step, and, and like Lori had said previously, to really um, celebrate that victory for that step makes a huge difference. And then those little steps add actually actually do add up to a distance covered. So I just wanted to share that. And I just wanted to say that I'm going to embrace life today. And, um, yeah, thank you. I love Sandy's tip for Maureen about making up a saying that will encourage yourself. My saying, as I talk about in episode 12, is the whole plan binge, bitch, or be. I tell myself if I'm going to be eating those chips, do you want to do plan bitch? Do you want to complain? Do you want to binge? Do you want to stuff this down and suffer the consequences? Or do you want to be? Do you want to be in your life and have a good life? So I think of that 3B plan. That's my thing. And I also tell myself, breathe. You're okay. It's okay. Breathe. It's okay. You're okay. So if you'll take out a moment today and practice, come up with something that would be encouraging to yourself. Practice saying it. Then maybe when you're in this situation, in the middle of your yoga pose, you can say this encouraging thing to yourself and further strengthen your ability to make choices that will lead you to where you want to be in life. Before we move on to our next segment about compulsion and the scale, something that's probably near and dear to everybody's heart if you're dealing with food and weight issues, I want to give a shout out to registered dietitian Betsy Thurston, the health coach who does the podcast, Are You Binge Dieting? I sent her an email letting her know that I mentioned her on my podcast. She took a listen to mine and sent back a very nice comment about how she really enjoyed my podcast and thought it was great. And I realized in yesterday's episode, in episode 30, your bonus episode where I was feeling all really excited about my good news and I was mentioning how I realized what I wanted was connection to the whole world, part of that was from our email conversation that we had had together. So thanks Betsy for that idea about connection and craving and that really helped me ID that what I was feeling yesterday was wanting to be connected with a friend or connected with my husband, connect with with somebody to share my good news. And I kind of connected with all of you brave companions too, so yay for me. Though this actually segues really well into this this whole scale thing. Uh, But first I want to read some of the comment that Sue posted on day 15. And I would recommend that you go to day 15 and read the whole thing because it's a really good comment. Sue says, I found this podcast so moving. I like the idea that you have been sharing about planning a strategy to deal with potentially damaging scenarios. This means that you can enjoy your meals without over-obsessing about the number of calories, but stay from the knowledge that it won't have much long-term effect. 
It is a much better option than avoiding these occasions or setting yourself up to feel deprived. It reminds me of the time I did lose a bit of weight last year, and yes, I did obsess a bit, well a lot, about recording everything I ate on my fitness pal, but it did help me to make better decisions. If I really wanted something, I would have a small portion and savor every mouthful. I had to be sure that I wanted it enough to pay the calorie cost. I also tended to be overly concerned about the scale. I know that, that I wasn't supposed to weigh myself every day, but I did anyway. It was quite discouraging to see the normal fluctuations up and down even when I knew it could easily be due to my monthly cycle or a host of other reasons. It was even worse if I recorded fluctuations upwards, so I decided to only record the new weight when it went down, providing that the overall trend was downwards over a longer period. Then I could handle the disappointment of not seeing the scale show or loader, a lower reading each time. Okay, that really rang true for me because yesterday, in addition to my good news about iHeartRadio, I was all excited because I had lost 15 pounds. Well, like many of the brave companions who have posted or commented, <laughs> I got weighed again today and I was up two pounds. Two pounds. Okay, how could this possibly be? Let's examine this for a moment. One, why, Lori, are you getting weighed every day? Well, this is a habit that I kind of have. I just like to see where I'm at. But in a way, for me, it's kind of helpful. I don't take it too darn seriously. It just makes me wonder. I kind of get into this habit of wondering, like, oh, my weight is up. Did I actually eat a lot more food than I, I thought? Or have I been exercising really heavily? Sometimes when you go out, it's counterintuitive, but you exercise super heavily, more so than what you're normally used to. An example being when I first started hiking. Hiking is much more intensive than walking around the park down at the foot of my hill. Okay, so when you're actually doing micro tears on your muscles when you're exercising heavier. That's how you get stronger. You're actually doing a little bit of damage to your muscles. And this damage will cause you to kind of swell up for a bit. You'll retain some fluid while your body is repairing. I know this used to aggravate the heck out of me when I was in Weight Watchers because I used to be like the biggest loser, a, a TV show we have here in America. <laughs> and do like a last chance, you know, workout. I would work out like mad before weigh-in day to try to get that weight down, and I would go get weighed, and my weight would go up, and I would never know why. Well, now I kind of know why. Overexercising is one way that your weight can go up. Another way is if you go out and you eat a bunch of food. Not necessarily the, the calories of the food, but the physical amount of food. Depending on your metabolism, it takes a little while for that to move through your body. So if you go out and eat even a huge plate of cucumbers and salad and a lot of bulky things and you stuff it down and you step on the scale, you're going to weigh more. Now, for me, I went out with my husband. I did not go out for margaritas and chips. I went out for a pretty good chopped salad with barbecued chicken without the barbecue sauce on it. It was really delicious. I did eat a little bit more and a little bit of my husband's hush puppy, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and I did eat more, but I didn't overeat. I probably ate like a normal person would eat out who isn't binging. I ate till I was full and I enjoyed all the flavors, but I did physically eat more food. I did physically eat more calories. And I know that this food is salty. So is it possible that I ate 7,000 calories more than my body burnt yesterday? No. The only way that I can put two pounds of fat on me is if I manage to eat 
7,000 calories more than my body could burn. Is it possible I had more food in my system than I'm used to? Yes. Did I exercise yesterday? Yes. And it was hot and the heat can do it too. So I'm not telling you all of this to have a list of excuses for when you've been binging and overeating and telling yourself, oh, it's just, you know, exercise or heat. Lori said so. But it's so that if the number on the scale is going to surprise you and be shocking to you or upsetting to you, take a moment to go through your own checklist of what might this be? Have I really binged enough that I ate 7,000 calories more than I could burn? If that's true, then in a week or so, you might see a two-pound weight gain. But if you haven't eaten that many calories, then this weight gain is a temporary thing. Now, I'm kind of lucky. I have another clue. I have one of those scales where you stand on it in bare feet, and it tells you how much you weigh, and it also tells you what it thinks your body fat percentage is. Now, these aren't the most accurate things in the world, but you can see a nice broad trend line. Is my body fat going up or is my body fat going down? But what is really, really handy is if you weigh the same weight or a little bit more, but your body fat shows down, then that means that you're very, very well hydrated. Because if you lose weight and your body fat goes up, what that means is that you're dehydrated because that's how those kind of scales work is it's sending electronic pulse through your feet and it's kind of determining you know, how much stuff is in my way and it depends on how much. So that's how it comes up with what it thinks is your fat percentage. So it's, it's wildly inaccurate, but it is good for a, a broad, broad look at your body fat. And for me, it's most helpful for me knowing if I'm dehydrated. So said that, well, I'm, I'm well hydrated, and lucky for me, I wasn't well hydrated with margaritas because <laughs> alcohol is dehydrating, but I drank a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of water yesterday because it was very hot, and I was thirsty. It was a hot day. So does it make sense eating salty restaurant food and exercising in the heat and drinking a lot of water and seeing that my body fat percentage was showing down even though my weight gain was up? that this was water weight? Yes, it does. So I would expect in a day or two to see that weight go away. If it maintained for a couple of weeks, then I'd be thinking I'm eating a little too much. But one day, no. Even, even three or four days, no. I'm not going to pay any attention to it other than to notice what the number is. Now some of you, scales are so compulsive that you need to get on them in the morning, at noon, at night, every couple of hours. I've, I've done that myself, been just crazy scale person. And if the scale is actually feeding your compulsive brain, I would recommend that maybe you take your scale and give it to a friend temporarily or put it like on the highest shelf of your linen closet where you have to get a towel where you have to get a stool out in order to reach it so that you can't weigh yourself all of the time because the scale can be crazy making. It can absolutely make you insane because our bodies, even if we're eating perfectly, is going to fluctuate depending on did you have a drink of water, or how hot it is, if you just had exercise. Your body, even when you're burning fat, it will fluctuate as it's processing the fat. It really depends on a lot of things and your weight is only a good indicator, I would say, in the long term, like what Sue was mentioning. 
So if you have some tips for how to deal with the scale and when you're going, bloody hell, what does this number mean? Well, sorry, UK folks, bloody hell isn't such a bad word here in the US as it might be for you. But when you're, when you're shocked at that scale number, what are your tips? What, what do you think? What do you do to help yourself deal with it? And before I wrap up for today, I do want to let you know because Sue brought this to mind, that she's in the UK, and so it would be wildly expensive for her to call the Bravery Hotline. And I did want to mention that there's a couple of other ways that you can send audio to me. One is this online voicemail service called SpeakPipe, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E.com slash Lori Weaver. That's my name, all one word, L-A-U-R-I-E-W-E-A-V, like Victor, E-R. And... If you're on the computer, this is a flash-based thing, but if you're at all technical or you have a kid or a grandkid who's around and you have a mic built into your computer or you have a mic that you use with Skype, you can use that and send me a voicemail message. It will come right to my email box and you can double check and record it if you want. Now, those of you that have an Android phone or an iPhone, there is a SpeakPipe app and just go into the app store for your device and search for SpeakPipe, S-P-E-A-K-P-I-P-E, install that app. Then you can come to my website and just click on the big blue button and it's going to appear all ready for you to give me a message using your own smartphone and this won't cost you anything either. And this is what I'm bringing to mind is that I really need today to go put an instruction page onto my website, so I'm going to try to get that done. So go check at compulsiveovereatingdiary.com and see if there's an audio, how to send audio link in my menu. If there is, then I've got this job done, and I will do the best of my ability to put some instructions, but like all technology, it's dependent on what kind of phone you have, what kind of computer you have, do you have flash installed, all kinds of things. But I will do the best of my ability to make it so that if you have a desire to send me your voice, you can. So our takeaways for today, celebrate, support each other, encourage your own self, and take care because I care. I'm a slave without a master, heading for disaster, kicking up the dust in the middle of the road. Ticket to a seaside thicket on the edge of Puget Sound. And there I'll sit, I'll admit that I was only just a guest inside my skin. And by the dawn, I'll be gone and won't be holding on to anything again. I'm letting go.